What to do? 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 It's a new week. It's a new week. Okay, hold on. It's a new week. I gotta address. I gotta address the lamp. (laughs) (laughs) You better go ahead. Bravato. Oh my goodness. I haven't seen one of those in a while. That was the old school. (laughs) The church cry (laughs) lip. You knew somebody was hollering when you saw that mouth. (laughs) And the head was going the opposite direction as the mouth. Coordination. Coordination. Yes, we've seen it go extremely well, and we've seen it go extremely bad with the billy goat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spit my ch- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spit my wine. I'm going to spit my wine. You'd be making so much fun of that poor woman, and I'm guilty. What? I was joining in too, but it was funny. It was not only me. It wasn't. It was everybody. And that's true, but still. Do it. Do the voice. Do it. Do I know. It. No, because no. No, if we do it, some people are going to be I'm not getting sucked into that. Nice try. Mm. Messy. Messy. Tell oh. me about your week, Carl. My week has actually really been good. It has been very, 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 very good. That's a lot of varies. Yes. Because I am staying focused on the bigger picture, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And so with that, sometimes we get offered situations that, you know, are instant gratification. And then sometimes we get offered situations that are long-term gratification. Yes. Or stability, should we say. I guess that's the better way to put it. Period. Right. And so I am grateful that one of the situations that I've been uh, working on is technically uh, uh, instant gratification and just being able to see everything that I've been working towards actually coming to fruition and me being the leader of it. Right. But also long-term gratification because the possible outcomes that could come from this situation. And then on top right. of that, I went into another uh, agreement and business deal that I'm so insanely happy to be a part of because me that too. opens that up so, happy so many doors. That is absolutely insane. And again, gotta keep a tight lip. Exactly. So that's why I just say it like that. And then there is something else that somebody else is talking to me about currently right now that I'm also excited about. So uh, you know what? I am grateful. I'm grateful. Opportunities just knocking at the door. Knock, knock. Do you? Oh, wow. Them arms went (laughs) into paraplegic mode. So it has been good. And you know what? I'm just staying open and ready for more opportunities because I know they are coming. So 
That is where I'm at. Amen for that. Yes. Good. Mm-hmm. How about your week, child? My week was great. It was uh, my first week of training at my new job, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. One of the, I was um, talking to one of my friends about it, and I was just kind of like, you know, because me going back into a job where I'm at a desk, I was kind of iffy about because, you know, with my whole vision thing, and even though my eyes are back in a better place, I was still kind of worried, like, you know, staring at a computer all day. Right. But when I really look at it and, like, just the way that it happened for me actually getting this job and it just was like really organic the way that it all happened I was just like you know what I'm gonna take full advantage of this yeah because um even though it's not what I want to do I feel like this is definitely gonna propel me into multiple streams of income um just because I feel like I can elevate there quickly come on now um especially if I keep my head down and just do what I normally do which is mind my business but you know sometimes when you're in a work environment huh. you kind of get caught up in the stuff right and so um you know there's a the, the one thing that I really love is it is very diverse in there I mean black Mexican whites it's 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 just a whole plethora I will say right of different races and I see a lot of people that look like me oh in management okay so it just makes me feel like okay because you know sometimes that's that's a I don't know if I can only speak for me as a black woman but sometimes when I'm out in the workforce that's not a common thing I don't it's always not see that so um so yeah so I'm really really excited about that you know what let me let me just tell you like this though mm-hmm you know, this past week, something hit me and I had to just go ahead and put it on the gram. And I thank you for mm-hmm. looking out for me because, you know, mm-hmm. there was a, a spelling error that you helped me fix. It's Siri. It's but, Siri. She autocorrects. Right. And she does. Yeah, and mm. you're right about that. And, and mine is a he, but still, I, I get what you mean. But you know what? I had to say it like this. Sometimes you're meant to pave the way. So you can't be looking yeah, at everybody else. Exactly. And that's what I was about to say. I was going to say, I, I can, I see that it is possible, but the thing is I want to make my own lane. Like I want Come it to be now. Trina's lane. You know, I'm paving it right now. I just need to get the white streaks on there. <laughs> oh, there it goes again. <laughs> you got to listen here. <laughs> we go, we go. <laughs> you got a mighty praise in you today. <laughs> <laughs> listen here you better speak it come on but it's true but for real that's really how I'm, I'm feeling i'm like you know what i'm 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 planning my family reunion which is like the biggest event that i've planned so mm-hmm. far in my um you know event planning business that i'm working on and i just i'm trying to make sure that it is like out of the park right boom into the crowd so the fact that i'm actually able to be doing everything Mm -hmm. that i want to be doing in this moment at one time it's kind of like okay so this is what my life would be like if i was working a full-time job and doing event planning on the side and doing my podcast and 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 Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. And I'm, hey, I'm living my life come on now and pretty soon it ain't gonna be a full-time job because all this is gonna be the full-time job Period. This time next year, going to be completely different. Period. I'm telling you, next three months, Ooh. it's about to be seriously different. I'm just, mm-hmm. y- y'all better buckle up and mm-hmm. get ready because we told y'all y'all mm-hmm. was going on this journey. Y'all going to help with this thing. And we got some things in the works. You're like, you guys really, you know, we, we got some things we're working on and uh, we getting these ideas together. Yes. We're just figuring it out and making a master plan. You know? And you know what? Let me just tell you, ain't nothing wrong with having plans. Mm-hmm. But we said all the time, you got to be open and present to see every opportunity. 
Because and you sometimes, gotta follow it through. come on now, because sometimes we be so focused on one thing that we miss. And let, let me just tell y'all, because with one of these opportunities, if I would have been so focused on one thing, mm-hmm. I would have missed out on the bigger picture of what this has to offer. Right. And when people come to you and say, we cannot be without you, mm-hmm. and we make a promise to you, and they're willing mm-hmm. to put that on paper and sign that on paper and say, we make a promise to you that this, 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 and this. Right. <laughs> Uh-huh. Period. So let me just wonder, am I going to settle for $65,000 right now or am I going to settle for $250 million in a year? Okay. Listen here. Give them what you got. Give them what you got. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> time for no mess. Come on got here. Got no bless, no mess. I'm so tired of you. <laughs> yeah, oh. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, so that's how my week went. My week was great. Um, I appreciate everyone who came out and celebrated with me for my birthday. Yes. All of the all of the birthday love I got, like it was just overwhelming. And I just really appreciated yes. all of it. It was Good. great. And I got to be in my rare form. Good. On last episode, you know. Shay showed up a little bit up in there. A little bit. Y'all, a little bit. Shay was Shay showed up a little bit, but you know. She said, listen here. We've been to celebrate all day today. <laughs> she said, listen here. And that's it. Right. And that is it. Period. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm happy. I'm living. I'm 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 blessed as hot, you know. <laughs> it's it like is. a furnace outside. <laughs> listen here. It's like Satan said. <laughs> outside so (laughs) (laughs) i'm not she is toasty toasty is not the word it's convection oven hot (laughs) (laughs) it's instantaneous hot it's instantaneous heat and you know what though i want to celebrate something else though because today this is a big milestone in our show today y'all gonna find out a little later on but we have an opportunity to get to do something today that just shows us how we're being blessed and how we're being propelled further. Mm-hmm. Because what's about to happen today? Amen. On this here show, I ain't taking the yeah. glory because it ain't my segment. Right. But let's just hop into but, it then. I'm just saying, I just want to tick a tick a tease it. Yeah. I'm just saying. You feel me? We just going to slide right uh, on in there. Uh, oh, so okay. uh, we just going to move on into our music segment mm. of this mm. week. Well, mm. sing it then. And I so, just want to say, okay, go ahead. I want to give Carl his shine before I take over my segment. Absolutely. No, I'm just saying I am <laughs> elated about mm-hmm. this segment because when right. I found out I did, I was uh, like, mm, uh, I've been putting in work. I've been putting uh, in work. My fingers and texting back to Trita, what she told me, I was like, listen, let me tell you something about when things just line up at the right time. I literally hit this person up. On Sunday at like, I'm just going to say a fake time because I don't know the specific time, but I say <laughs> I, hit, I hit this person up on Sunday at one o'clock and they responded to me on Sunday at 110. Come on now. Okay. And let me tell you something. Because when you favored. Now, listen, but let me tell you something about this, too, because I, this speaks to his character as a person and as a man, because we all get busy. That's right. We all get to a, a, a point where life kind of takes over and you you forget to text back, you forget to call back, all of those things. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say this. This young man, okay, is up there. 
You sound so old. This young I do man. sound old because I want to <laughs> say, because I just need everybody to understand the professionalism, Come not on only now. the professionalism, but the genuine, the genuineness of wanting to help out brothers and sisters Come um, on that now. is present. And it's not a superstar status or I'm at a celebrity status. So I feel as though huh. I don't have to respond to you peons just because I got a B check on Instagram. Huh. Okay. So. Huh. With that being said, I just, you know what, let's just go into it and then we'll talk a little bit more about this amazing gentleman. Go on and uh, play that intro. Oh, here we go. Hey, this is Duran Bernard and you're listening to Breaking Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say that last run hmm. with the music and the scats. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now mm-hmm. I'm excited because this is somebody that I'm actually a fan of. I, right. I have been a fan of his since I saw him. The first time I ran across him was mm-hmm. when I saw him on YouTube and where he did the um, window seat where Erica had him go ahead and sing and he did that note and she stopped and turned around and looked at him. I was like, who the heck is this dude? 
and every okay, sense so that let I've me, been hold a fan. on, hold on. So let me give oh, everybody some I'm, background because they don't know. I know I'm excited. Who he I'm not is. bad. And you're I'm, saying Erica, and people are like Erica who? Okay, well, let me okay, go on and bad, say this. Okay, so Duran Bernard is one of our modern day vocal beasts with the personality to match. Duran has had the opportunity from childhood to sit under collaborate and learn from some of music's leading legends and contributors such as earth wind and fire yes all of them right the internet come on now let me some seed uh, maxwell hello somebody the foreign exchange okay take off your shoes okay come on and take off the blues um and the list just goes on and on. Okay. Also, after the release, the release, excuse me, of his <laughs> second project entitled Ape, the stepson of Erica Badu, huh. which he dedicated to her, Erica sought him out and invited him to join her on tour as part of her band, which he still tours with to this day, y'all. You can also catch him currently right now on BET's Next Big Thing. It airs on Tuesday nights at yes, it 10, does. 9 Central. And he shows out on that show, y'all. I'm gonna just let y'all know. He, he is a personality it. to okay, he wrecks All every single time. Okay. And a Dame Dash don't know what to do. He he started out. Let me tell y'all something, because I watched the show. Let me just say this. Okay, and Duran, I got your back, boo. Dame started off being shady towards him. And That's then when Duran came back and checked him and corrected him, he tried to act like, no, 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 that was a comment. And since that episode, he ain't done nothing but praise everything that he does. Come period. On because guess what? Duran stayed in his lane. So, yes, sir. We love you. We support you oh over here God, at Breaking yes, Hollywood. Do. You are amazing. And keep doing what you're doing. Keep touching the people that you're touching and keep inspiring these young black men to be themselves, to be creative geniuses, and just to be amazing like yourself. That part. And let me just say this to all of y'all. He is a great example of what it is to know yourself, accept yourself. Love yourself. And be unapologetic for who you are absolutely period period boo that's it period that's all thank you good day <laughs> that's all folks that, that <laughs> it though? come on now because he's the business but for real so i am so i'm great i'm just grateful you know um because everybody that we reach out to you know whether we get a response or not um it's just well i gotta say it because then i'm not trying to be shady but i am being shady because i've reached out to folks that i actually know in person grew up with saying with come okay, on now and they ain't respond back because they too hollywood but that's okay though because you know what Sometimes, and let me just say it like this, and this is no tea, no shade to anybody. Sometimes you have to understand the level that you are destined for. And just because you're destined for that, that doesn't make everybody destined for that. And that's okay. Right. That doesn't mean it's anything wrong with that. That's all right. But I am going to say this. The energy that you put out is what you get back. And he puts out nothing but positivity. That he does. He might check some folks. Okay, he might check some folks and say some things um, and be a little shady, um, but he's just being who he is and being real. And guess what? It's coming back to him tenfold. Come on now. So you, you look, the proof is in the pudding and it's showing. We appreciate you, Duran. And the pudding is sweet. Okay. Hmm. Is it banana? <laughs> I show love me some banana <laughs> You and me both, child. You know how I be about my banana pudding. <laughs> well, I don't like the bananas. I like the cookies in the pudding. I love it all. Bread pudding, banana pudding, 
Duran Pudding. Okay, Duran. I'm just saying. So we gonna move on to the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen here. We gonna move on. We being transparent, ain't we? Let me sip mm. my wine because mm. it's not tea today. It's wine. Let me uh-huh. sip on it right quick. We're going to move on to our next segment and it's Help Me Fix My Life. That's okay. It's above me now. Cause, cause when I started, um, see, like thinking about it, I was like, I did that. I did that. I did that. Okay. We're going to keep staying in my style of music. Like, no. And, um, I don't know how to do, uh, help me fix my life. Help me fix my Help me fix my life. Okay, so that was our rock version. That was my ska version. Ska, my bad. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ska. Okay. Man, I really had to punch myself in the throat (laughs) to get the hell because I don't know how they do that. You know what? And I do want to say this though that is a skill for them because a lot of the rockers, they do that hardcore growl. All the time. Yeah. And for me to just yell louder than my normal mm-hmm. speaking voice, it hurts. Like, it really hurts. Yeah. So that is a skill for them to be it able is. to do that over and over and over again and not, like, really get hoarse. I, hats off to y'all for that because that's a beast. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we are with this one for the week. It's my turn. All right. Look at that. Just taking charge of doing what I'm supposed to do, not trying to make somebody else do my dirty work. Hey, Trina and Carl. <laughs> Listen here. I really Listen here. Nice help. try. All I'm going to do is just <laughs> let you know like this. No, it's funny because when you get into it, and I just thought you wanted last week, you know, it was your show. We were celebrating you. So if you wanted to, I was going to let you. I wasn't trying to be shady. And girl, you know that. About two months ago, I started No, you're going to have to job. start all over again because they missed it because I was talking. <laughs> Hey, Trina and Carl, I really need y'all's help. (laughs) About two months ago, I started a new job. The company is amazing, and the most part... (laughs) My bad, I can't read. (laughs) No, that's okay. The company is amazing, and for the most part, so are my colleagues. Most part, so... Okay. Here we go. Um, Well, it's not that there are any issues, but some awkward stuff. Okay, so once a month, we go out as a department to bond. It's normally out to dinner or a bar. The first time I went out with them, it was great, and I got a chance to talk with my supervisor. We both got a bit drunk and really touchy. It was an amazing time, and at the end of the night, we all went our separate ways. Well, here comes month number two. This time, someone becomes... Wait. This time, someone came up with the idea of going to a gay bar. It kind of felt like they were doing it because I'm the only gay one. However, when we got there, they had dancers. I admit that after my third drink, I was a bit on. Well, you would be after drink number three. (laughs) (laughs) So 
I went to start watching one of the dancers. My supervisor followed me over and stood next to me. He had we had some small talk about the dancer and what type of guys I like. I felt a bit weird about answering, but I answered. One thing led to another and I slept with him. That escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all was just at the bar. What'd you do? Right in there on the floor? My God. <laughs> Jesus. Now, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he told me he's never felt this way about another man before, and I like him. However, he's my boss, oh. and I'm having to hide and sneak because he's not comfortable with people knowing. What do I do? The sneaking breaker. <laughs> well, first of all, did you use protection? Because that was fast. No judgment. But you was talking about somebody else. And then the next thing we know, you done dropped your drawers, honey. Oh, well, I'm going to say it like this. Being an openly gay male, I know how the, uh, <laughs> the environment can be. Me being an openly gay male. And I'm just saying, that's not bad. After the second time. <laughs> and again, I know not all of us are that way, but I'm just saying, you know. And after the third drink. Right. But I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> we know there's people who meet each other the first time in the bar and they meet each other oh, in yeah. 30 minutes and they go. Yeah. So I'm just saying that, you know, that person didn't do too bad. They waited two months. Yeah. I'm just giving you a hard time. I think it's hilarious. I mean, hey, I'm, 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 hmm. I do want to say this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm who? Right. Well, that was because of this. You know, I have in my past uh, messed uh -huh. around with straight guys. Mm -hmm. Trina knows this because she was in my life during that time. One of them happens to be uh, semi-famous. I don't know <gasps> if they've done anything recently, but nevertheless, at the here, we met them there. We took a picture. Oh, shoot. And they was hugged <laughs> up on. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Don't and, say um, that because somebody can find that picture. It's online. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to find it immediately and take it down. I don't think I ever posted it up. I never posted it up because I remember I was asked not to. We were tagged in it. Hello. Oh. Yep. So, but I know who it is. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on from that. And he probably uh, fine. But still, I remember how it felt at the time to be in a situation. And it's not just that one. So we're going to move on from that one. But there have been others because I did not learn from that situation. And during that time... <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh, because I'm, I'm not trying to do that to anybody. Here's a side note. Um, while this was edited, we did take down the post, so you won't be able to see exactly. it. Exactly, because by that time, it will have been gone, and I'm going to make sure of that. It's gone. Right. <laughs> and so I just didn't learn my lesson. And again, I have no problem with people who are not out, because that's their business. They don't have to be. Yeah. I don't know if you're. it's feeling awkward because it's your boss, because apparently you all like each other. I think... The awkwardness is coming from the simple fact of that you feel like you're having to sneak because, and I'm saying this, maybe I'm projecting, but for me, I know it felt like, for me, okay, I'm having to hide who I am to make this person comfortable. And I think that's where you kind of have to just be like, okay, is this something I'm willing to do or is this something not? Because again, it's not just that one person, but it has been 
maybe two or three after that that I also was talking to. And it was the same thing. Oh, nobody can know. Or we're just homeboys or, you know, this, that and the other. And after a while, if you're not comfortable in yourself, then I can see how it can start to kind of play with you because it's just like you feel like you're not something to be valued. So I think you just have to like, you know, look inward to see what it is, because eventually if you guys are going to spend the rest of your lives together, then something's going to come out. Do you know what I mean? It's going to come out. You got to go inward to experience the outer space that was built for you. Okay, girl. You got to go inward. Yes. Tell him. Oh, all right. You better sing it. I love me some Pharrell. I love me some Pharrell. Um, no, but what I was going to say, I actually got the opposite. I don't think that it's um, the fact that he's straight. I think it seemed more so that it was his boss from me reading it, um, which can, you know, blur some lines because at the end of the day, that showed livelihood. So right. if something does wrong and if that person, because you don't really know them that well, if that person is the type that holds vendettas or whatever the case may be, you know, it might be a bad situation. But right. um, again, I do feel like, you know, you have to make the decision that's going to be best for you and makes you feel good at the end of the day. So if you're OK with continuing on in a secret relationship or whatever situationship, um, cool. You know that that's fine. But if you feel like that, this is going to affect down the, 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 down the road, if this is going to affect your career or anything like that, I would definitely take a step back and kind of think about it. Have that conversation with him because at the end of the day, you're two consenting adults. So, right. you know, the only way that you're going to figure out what it is and, and what to do is that communication thing that we talk about every single week. Yes. Because it is very important. And consent is also very important, too. Come guys. on now. Yeah. So I would just, and, and then, too, it could possibly, you know, going back to what Carl was saying, you know, he might not be ready to come out or whatever the case may be, at, but he might not be gay. Right. He might just like you. Um, so, you know, you don't ever want to pressure someone into being public with you or anything like that. Cause you really don't know what's going on with them internally, or if they've actually addressed their own demons or whatever it is that they're going through. Right. So, um, I just think that the conversation should be had because it's very, um, easy to have a platonic relationship that just involves sex. Right. And, and, and like you said, that just comes down to the whole communication of it because, I can understand where the person's at. They're like, okay, this is my boss, which already makes it awkward. And then it's another situation where this person has told me that they haven't been with a male like that in any other way. So that's, I mean, mm -hmm. that's a lot to unpack there. I think that, you know, in the right time, just like Trina said, have the conversation so that you get some clarity and some understanding so that you're not right. falling in love with this person. And they're just like, hey, I really like and you. And it's a one-sided Exactly. Thing. And they're just like, yeah. you know, I really like you. And I think we have a bond and doing it but, like this is fun, but I don't see my entire life like that. So then at least you yeah. know how to move forward from there. And you're not having something made up in your head that you think is a great vision. And then at the end of it, it being shattered and you being devastated and then possibly losing your job because one, it's your yeah. boss. And then two, because you fell in love with the person. So absolutely. And I think that's the number one thing to keep in the forefront of your mind, that it is your supervisor. It is your boss. And um, that can be a big deal or it could not be. But for me, if, you know, this is my job and this is what I'm doing, like, I'm not really 
I don't think anybody ever really goes into a job looking for a relationship right. with a coworker or a supervisor, but I feel like it can be sticky when there's um, levels a level difference in career. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just, you know, evaluate it and see if that is something, if the situation is even worth you like taking a risk. Cause if it's not, and if it's just about, Oh, I like him. He's cute. I mean, there's a lot of guys that you can like and are cute. Right. And they want to so, any possibility of there being an issue later on in your job. That part. That. And you know what? I'm interested. Part. I would really like to get an update on this because I don't know if you were just, you know, what it's evolved to now. I'm just going right. off of what we read. But that would be uh -huh. really interesting to see, you know, what's the dynamic like actual, actual workplace? Like, are you guys still acting like nothing has happened? Or is there like flirting going on in the workplace? Yeah, like friendly yeah. flirting, which I feel like there is like when I feel like there's like so the too. whole like when somebody is like not looking, you like graze each other's hands or like right. just small of each other's back or, you know, like, a little, you know, little, <laughs> okay, girl. little cute stuff. All right. Okay. Yes. I have been watching, um, <laughs> I've been watching Black Mirror and <laughs> oh, I rewatched okay. season one. And on the second episode, the, that's one of the things that the wife was complaining about to her husband. She's like, you don't do the little things like put your hand on my shoulder. I touched the small of my back. <laughs> right. See, but that stuff can be cute, though, because even in the it beginning cute, of the paragraph, though. we said, you it know, is. when we first started talking, we were kind of touchy. You know, I yeah. want to know if they have been paying attention to anybody else paying attention also. Like if anybody else has noticed it. I'm sure. There's always one. That's true. There is like always. Like me, who, who you, you see things that you're not supposed to see and then you just be like, ooh. Oop. Right. <laughs> and then you just tell your friends that don't work with you about what's happening <laughs> so that nobody at work really know what's going on. But I'd be like, Carl, let me tell you. That. Right. <laughs> or you got that. There's always that one person at the job that you'd be like, oh, my God, let me tell you. Because I know right. my old job. I there's have one. We would be one like, who knows girl, let me everything. Tell you. Right. And knows everything. <laughs> and be like, girl, I knew that two weeks ago. Let me tell you what's happening now. Right. <laughs> I know that's the truth. There is, there is always at least one who's paying attention. And they got to have somebody mm -hmm. to talk to about it. So, mm -hmm. Breaker, Sneaky Breaker, I say this. Just be aware and just be smart about it. Because at the end of the day, you're still getting to know this person. So, just make sure that you Because you is smart. Yes. And you is kind. And you is important. Viola Davis said it best. The help. Hmm. One of my favorite movies. All right. So, yes, that's what we got for you, Breaker. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and hopefully that helps out a little bit. I know those situations can be kind of tricky, but, you know, you seem like you have a good head on your shoulder because you're even, like, contemplating and thinking about it. So, um, yeah. But on top of that, if you don't mind, I'd like to indulge this as well. Just have fun with it as well. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. I think a lot of times we can just get so caught up in trying to avoid caught so up. many possible issues that we just forget to sometimes have fun like life is really supposed to be enjoyable i'm laughing y'all because trina is in right now she was grooving over there y'all but it's true because you said caught up so i started thinking about usher and i was just going i don't know oh my what God. it is that was the jam she, though she got me twisted yeah uh-oh <laughs> that we gonna change it from the sneaky breaker to the caught up breaker because that's the okay, jam you caught up so, yeah. I almost threw up my R Omarion touch dance moves <laughs> on that one. So. Wrong song. Wrong song. Wrong song. Right. But, yeah. So, hopefully that helps you out, Breaker. 
And um, yeah, send us a follow up on this because I do. I'm kind of curious too. I want to see if y'all are together because if so, we want to do a little congratulations on the show. I do as well. Because you took our advice. Yes. So we are going to move on to our next segment, our favorite. And you know what time it is. Get your phones. It's tea time. It's tea time. With your girl, Trina, and your boy, Carl. It's tea time, y'all, and we got something to talk about. What to do, what to do, what to do. Nothing to rhyme with that. Nothing at all. I know. I know. So, we want to do a follow-up from last week because we talked about our boy ASAP, 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 ASAP. And, um... It, he is back in the U.S. of A, y'all. He Welcome landed home. in L.A. on Saturday, I believe. Um, he had his hearing, and um, they are waiting back to get the verdict. It's going to be announced, I believe, August 14th or August 15th. Okay. So y'all make sure you put out some good vibes and everything like that. But he gave his side of the story. If you want to hear it, they do have like a clip of what he said in the courtroom online. So you can just hear his side of the story, but it's pretty much, if you saw the videos, exactly what the videos showed happened. <laughs> um, right. He just said it. So, um, yeah. So, you know, kudos to, I, I, I'm going to give some props to Donald Trump for stepping in um, with that, because I feel mm. like if he would not have said anything, you know, he probably still would be in there. That's after, a possibility. Even after I the agree. Trial. So um, I feel like, you know, the U.S. put in a little bit of heat under uh, Sweden's ass, um, got things going. So and kudos to Kanye and Kim for actually letting it be known. And because, you know, Trump probably had never heard of ASAP before. So um, in watching the stuff that I've watched and being able to analyze his personality, you have to look at it like this. It does one of two things for him. Election is coming up next year. Mm-hmm. He understands that he's not doing so well with the black community. And he understands although, he got to get the black vote. Exactly. Although it. he knows that he hasn't presented himself in a way that is accepting of minorities, he right. is still going to do what he possibly can to be elected. So, yes, I'm not knocking him for doing that. And at the end of the day, I just also want to say that, you know, Sweden has their laws and they have their right to have their laws. And so, yes, right. as much as I agree, that ASAP Rocky didn't belong in jail or being held. I also don't know their laws over there. So I'm not going to sit here right. and just be like, oh, no, they're right. just doing this, that, and the other. Because one thing I can say about Europe and for the majority of Europe, because both you and I have lived there, is that they're not racist. Mm-hmm. And no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, because there's, there's so many. Because because when you literally think about like when you think of like L.A. and New York and um, Atlanta, like city centers, it's very diverse. That's right. Um, But when you're when you it's like once you start getting outside of that. But in Europe, for the most part, it is diverse. There's Africans, there's Germans, there's um, French. They're they're like everywhere. There's, you know, Japanese, there's Chinese, like everywhere you go. Exactly. So it's not like, okay, when you're just, you know, in Paris, you know, it's just mixed. But once you get out into the no, it's it's mixed like everywhere. You're going to see, you know, I know I do know. And not to say that there aren't 
racist people in in those parts of the world because there are what kind of people racist Racist. Are you Russian today? No, no, I am not. Far from it, honey. But um, you know, but I'm saying for the majority of the people, yeah, they are not yeah. racist, and that's one thing that is, you know, it was refreshing. It's warm. I, you know, I, yeah. that's one. Of, well, I lived in London, so it was mm-hmm. a bit different. And the places that I visited were like Spain, you know, Italy, and where there isn't huge racism. So I'm only speaking of those places that I've been to. I yeah. don't know everybody's encounter, but that was just mine. So that's what I'm speaking. For. And mine too, you know, <laughs> living in Germany, living in Belgium, um, visiting London, visiting Paris, visiting all these other countries on a normal basis. You don't encounter that. And they're used to um, seeing just different people. Like if you don't get stared at on the street, you know, it's, it's, right. it's just a different, it's just, it's just different. So, I mean, not to say again, not to say that there aren't exactly. racists out there, there's racists all over the world, but, um, I'm just saying, so I do agree with you. I feel like if there was a law in place that they felt as though he had broke, they're going to do that. But also I feel like when you're in another country as in a foreigner, like no matter if you were from Europe and you're visiting Sweden, but if you're not from Sweden and you're coming from France, they're going to look at you before they look at their people. Like, I just feel like that That's right. happens. Yeah. Period. So again, I am happy that the U S did step up and do something um, mm-hmm. and help him out. Cause he did definitely sound tired and just kind of like over it. Um, when you listen to actually, what he said on on trial, you can just hear it in his voice that he was just like drained and, you know, so I'm sure he's in better spirits now that he's back home. Right. And we're grateful for that. Yeah. So on to the next thing. Yes. Time. Let's transition on over to one that is uh, not so pleasant. Unfortunately, uh-huh. this past week on Saturday, there was a shooting at a, a little mall as specifically a Walmart in El Paso, Texas, it has been reported that at least 30 people were killed and many more injured from this situation. It's extremely sad and it's extremely heartbreaking. And um, I was reading this is happening too much. Like it is. And it's, it's crazy to me. And you know what? I'm not even going to say it because you sent it to me. I'm going to let you address that. But it, it, something was said that is very true and we don't address that. But anyway, um, I was reading a New York Times article and the New York Times uh, said that they that an hour before all of this had went down, that there was a manifesto that was posted online and they're not sure there's still investigations. Uh, well, at the time of me reading this article, there were still investigations going on about it. Mm-hmm. And they were saying mm-hmm. that it, it specifically attacked and rallied against immigrants. And it was saying that if we can get rid of enough people then our way of life can be more sustainable. And they were talking oh, about white people. And yeah. it's interesting because um, the unsigned manifesto, it was titled The Inconvenient Truth. And this is a direct quote from the New York Times. It says, it draws direct inspiration from the mass murder of Muslims at two mosques in New Zealand in March that oh. left 51 people dead. And yeah. so again, these are white people feeling attacked because the shooter was once again Caucasian, as yeah. is the, the truth for so many of these mass shootings that are happening as far as in America are Caucasian people. They're not blacks. They're not Muslims. They're not 
Jewish and and let yeah and let me just piggyback in on that because you're saying that so um Rihanna who we all love um you know she she speaks out when things truly bother her so mm-hmm. um Trump actually tweeted out Today's shooting in El Paso, Texas, was not only tragic, it was an act of cowardice. I know that I stand with everyone in this country to condemn today's hateful act. There are no reasons or excuses that will ever justify killing innocent people. So then Rihanna chimes in and says, um, Donald, you spelt terrorism wrong. Because, of course, he didn't include that. (laughs) Your country had two terrorist attacks back to back, hours apart, leaving almost 30 innocent people dead. This just days after yet another terrorist attack in California, where a terrorist was able to legally purchase an assault rifle, an AK-47 for y'all that don't know, in Vegas, then drove hours to a food festival in Cali, leaving six more people, including a young infant boy, dead. Imagine a world where it's easier to get an AK-47 than a visa. Imagine a world where they build a wall to keep terrorists in America. My prayers and deepest condolences to the families and loved ones of all the victims from Texas, California, and Ohio. I am so sorry for the loss. Nobody deserves to die like this. Nobody. And that really just touched on, uh, you know, a bigger picture because um, ultimately, you know, we just don't talk about the fact that they do not call these white or Caucasian men and women who do these acts of violence terrorists. They don't label them as terrorists. And if you were black or brown or any other skin pigmentation other than white, you're labeled as a terrorist or a thug or an assailant or what, whatever. That's right. But I'm going to go one further. I'm going to go one further because this was something that also happened this past week. Outside of Donald Trump's rally, right after he finished speaking and ha- getting them all riled up by saying, you know, make mm-hmm. America great again. And even though he's not directly mm-hmm. saying it, we all know what he implies. He's saying it to get it, them riled exactly, up. Exactly. Outside he's of his rally, there was a 20-something-year-old man who ends up busting mm-hmm. an old man in the face for disagreeing. He never once came out and said anything about that man, but he wants to come out and say, yes, you know, I'm against the shooters and all that. And again, I am grateful that he is speaking up on that. But something inside me has to wonder how much of it you truly believe. Yeah. And I saw something on Sasha Baron Cohen's page. I think I said his name right. He's the guy who did Borat. He posted up on his Instagram page because I follow him as well. It was uh-huh. um, Uncle Sam, the guy who's dressed in all the American garb, yeah, yeah, hanging, yeah. covering mm-hmm. over the NRA, saying, <laughs> NRA, saying mm-hmm. you know what, I got you and I'm protecting you as you see all of the dead bodies around the NRA. And I thought to myself, like even saying it now, I just got goosebumps because I thought, wow, what a strong image that is. Message. And again, yeah. I need everybody to be clear. I am not against having guns. And let me just say this, because I used to go deer hunting when I was younger. I used to go out Mm -hmm. to Minnesota and I would spend about two or three weeks a year out there deer hunting. And I had to take a class to be able to be registered. And I am registered to be able to carry a weapon. I know how to use a gun. I am very good with it. We'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. However, I don't understand the reason. (laughs) 
You're so stupid. <laughs> I don't understand the reason for needing an AK-47. Yeah. I don't. One, you're not allowed to use those when you go hunting. As far as I know, as far as what the laws were in Minnesota. So it's amazing right. to me that you can't go purchase that to go hunting. And I'm only speaking for Minnesota. I don't know the laws anywhere else. I will say that. I mm-hmm. don't know how it's okay for you to not be able to use that when you're hunting for a deer, but you can just go purchase that as something to have in your house. And I don't understand why you would need it. And don't get me wrong. I have friends who own guns and I understand that they yeah. really love it and this, and that, and the other, but I don't understand the need for having multiple ones. Just like I don't understand the need for people who go out and buy multiple homes. Maybe it's just because it's not what I'm into, but I don't get it. Right. But also buying more than one home, is not going to possibly kill anybody. It also doesn't pose any danger to anyone. And again, Uh I have many friends who are going to argue that and be like, hey, why keep my guns locked up and this, that and the other? And that's great. I'm glad you're being responsible. However, Uh at the end of the day, I just don't see the need for that. I mean, that thing was literally designed to take lives. Yeah. And you don't hear about it being used in any other form other than wars and these Uh mass murderers. Yeah. So I I just don't get it. Well, it's because it has so many more rounds that you, you can... You know, right. you can kill way more <laughs> with that than a handgun. And the sad part is because this person drove many miles and many hours mm-hmm. out of their way to go down to El Paso, Texas, right by the border where it was majority ethnic people. Because even in all the videos, I well, forced myself to watch some of the well, videos that, that were no, disturbing. No, no. The one from Vegas, they drove to California. No, I'm talking about the one in El Paso drove to El Paso. Mm-hmm. They did not live in El Paso. They drove oh, as he well. Drove to El Paso. Yes, to go down to oh. the border. Yes. Because I used to live in El Paso, okay? And nothing down there but El Paso and Juarez, Mexico. Exactly. Okay? And a chain link fence separating. They Juarez purposely drove down there. From, that was reported by yeah. several news sources that they went out of their way to get there. You know what? And this is no shade or anything to one of the Democratic candidates. I can't remember his name. He's a Caucasian gentleman. He's kind of, you know, in his early 40s or whatever. Um, but he's from El Paso, Texas, and he said something the other day in the debate saying, oh, yeah, I'm from El Paso, one of the safest towns. That work? I don't know his name. I think I think he's the one that's currently right now. Yeah, he's younger looking. Yep, that's better. He he's knows. the one. Yeah. And he was like, El Paso is one of the safest towns. And I'm in my mind. I'm like, I used to live there and I know that ain't true. But mm. then this happens days later. Mm. Um, but yeah. And so terrorism sucks guys. I mean, that's just like the, that's just it. It's, it's sad and it's sickening. And I I just keep going back to this. We talked about it last week, but you know, Elizabeth Warren, she said it best. Mm -hmm. She said it best. Actually, we did. That's the one I like, right? Yes. Elizabeth Warren is the lady that you like where, you know, she finally got fed up in the middle of the debates and she was just like, I don't understand why people run for president if they're constantly going to talk about what we can't do and what we cannot achieve. Period. Yes. And literally my mouth dropped because it's like Mm. finally somebody says it. We have known for so long that these people are not looking out for our best interests. They're not looking out for us. They don't care. They don't. And that's the thing is because they're just concerned about themselves. And that's Mm -hmm. not to say all of them because we do have some great candidates. And again, that's on the Republican side. I may not agree with everything that they're doing, but I know that their intention is for the people. And I get that. 
And the same as the Democratic side. There's plenty of them who are not all of them are for us, but some of their intentions are for the people. But the but thing I'm, is, no matter no matter what your stance is, Republican, Democratic, liberal, whatever, indifferent, Green Party, all of that shit. Um, seriously, it doesn't matter. In each of those groups, there is someone who stands for the better good of the people, right. but they get pushed to the sidelines and pushed back because it's a popularity contest. And not even that, our elections now cost hundreds of millions of dollars. That's insane. Yeah. And if you don't got the backing for it, period, you need to drop out. If you don't have the, like, that's exactly. how they make it. They exactly. make it so that you can't afford to do this. A great example is I read an article just this week where it said the Democrats who are moving forward to the September debate, Jesus Christ, September debate mm -hmm. had to have raised a certain amount of money from a certain amount of donors. That's what it's based on. Not based on how many people actually like what they stand for. In but your, in your, yes, yeah. but how much money you have raised. And mm -hmm. then people want to know, okay, well, what's going Popularity on with the lobbying contest. and this, that, and the other. And that's why is because these Popularity big corporations contest. spend millions of dollars to have these politicians make sure that they are covered. Yes. Cause it's for the greater good for them, not exactly. for our greater good it's so okay look you know what i'm doing is harmful for the environment i'm big oil company period you know that i'm killing these animals in the ocean you know i'm dumping my waste you know i'm doing all this stuff but i need you guys to hide it from the public what so you want me to endorse you what are you going to do for me exactly and then on top of that that's what the, yeah these people are thinking okay well how can i continue to live my very rich life so instead of going uh -huh. out and putting in the work to make their own money, they want to get these big positions at these companies when they're done with office. So they're willing to throw us away for these corporations so that they are set oh, for the yeah. rest of their lives, knowing that when Absolutely. they die, they can't take none of the money with them, but that doesn't matter. As long as right now I get to say that I have this money and I'm comfortable yeah. and I get to be okay. Well, oh, well, I'm going to be dead anyway. So whatever's coming, as who long cares? as I can do these big, big tax write-offs so that I'm paying, but I'm exactly. not really paying. I'm good. Um, but I did want to talk about one more thing in tea time before we move on to self-care. Um, but Eric Garner, if you guys don't remember, he was the gentleman yes. who was choked to death by the police officers in NYC, I believe. Yes, for selling and cigarettes individually, selling which yes. is against the law. Mm -hmm. But how they right. arrested that guy who just as shot up everybody. I bought a Newport short for 25 cents, that that, that still just baffles me. He was yeah. selling a cigarette and they treated him that way. A man shot up a church and they asked him, did they want Burger King? And then another man just shoots up the yeah. Walmart and they treat him with respect. But it's because of yeah. It's not because of their skin color. Are you joking well, me right now? Well, here's what happened. Um, on Friday last week, the judge, um, the, the officer went to trial and the judge recommended to um, the department of it, the, the, what are they Justice called? Department? The commissioner or whatever, the police department, the commissioner mm -hmm. or whatever. He recommended that he be fired, but they, they've just suspended him. So the Family is very outraged because he's just suspended. He's not fired as of Friday. So since Eric Garner has been murdered, he's been still working yeah. and active. Yes. And he's just now, this past Friday, 
been put on suspension and I'm pretty sure he's suspended with pay. Of course. Or suspended indefinitely is what they call it, which just is like early retirement. No, he's not suspended indefinitely because the judge recommended that he be fired. So he's not he can still come back and be active. They're waiting for them to make the decision, the department. You kill somebody. Yeah. Murder. Not, you know, like cold blood, like choked him. And he's telling you, I can't breathe. He's telling you he can't breathe. And you keep going. Mm. Like what? And this is just going into a whole nother thing. But like one of my things that I've always said, which I know, you know, you're not really supposed to talk about death and all that stuff. But I've always said I wanted to go peacefully. I didn't want to drown. I didn't want to choke. I didn't want to be lit on fire. Mm -hmm. Like those are my big things. I want to just make it me sleep or or make it instantaneous. I don't want to suffer. And like to actually think about somebody really having to suffer and how long it actually takes yes. for you to it takes die a while. from being choked from suffocation. It takes a long time. Like just, and then just having to live through what your body actually goes yes. through. But like, it's ridiculous that they even to this point are even questioning whether this man should still be allowed to work in the capacity where he has other people's lives in his hand when he's already proven to us that he is not able to handle that responsibility. Well, I want to say something that a friend of mine, I was on a um, conference call and a friend of mine said something to me that really struck me. And even though I knew it in the back of my head, I had never heard it aloud. And this person is Caucasian. And what they said to me is, you have to understand, Carl, that white people have gotten comfortable and they're used to seeing black people die. So they're numb to it. I'm not used to it. But it is out of the ordinary for them to see somebody who is white die. I'm not used to it. That impacts them more. A great example of that would be look at the shooting that happened in Florida. Because it was white kids, so many more people were willing to listen. What you talking about? At the, at the club? No, 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 no. The school shooting. I'm trying to remember. Oh. Um, but even those kids oh, were yeah. attacked. And even Columbine. And even Columbine. Exactly. Like, I was in Colorado when that happened. Yes, you were. I remember you talking to me about that. Yeah. And that was like, oh, my God. It was so, you know. But, but because I'm, it was Caucasian people, that yeah, made them uncomfortable have, because it could be one yeah. of mine now. Right. And that's not for all Caucasians. But that was a point that that person made to me. And I was like, wow, to hear it from their mouth is something completely different. Yeah. And that's something that we need to think about because it is true. It has become so normal. That people become numb to it now. Yeah. And it is sad. It is sad. And because, and, and, and like when you just think about it, like I've always grown up, my family made it so like we don't look at color. Like my mom wasn't the type of mom to be like, don't bring nobody home who's not black. My mom never said anything like that ever. Right. Neither did my mom. I was raised. And it was never implied. And I had all, all types of friends. Now it was my choice to go into after I graduated from high school and I was starting college, it was my choice to dig deeper into my own culture and, and, and be, I submerged myself into my own culture because I wanted to feel that for myself. I went to Atlanta because I wanted to feel Um, what it was like to be surrounded by black people and to see on a regular basis, successful black women and men. That was my choice. Mm -hmm. And I did it for me. 
But that doesn't take away from anybody that I've known or encountered in my life who is not black. Right. It was a me thing. You're not black. So you wouldn't understand that. Exactly. Because you on a regular basis are surrounded by your own kind. That's right. And I look, my, my mom and my father, you know, I didn't grow up poor. I'm just going to say that I didn't grow up poor. We grew up middle-class, but we grew up like upper middle-class. You know, my dad was in the military for 20 something years. My mom, she was in the military for four and then she worked a government job her entire life. So we, I didn't want for much. Right. I didn't. Anytime I wanted something, I'd say daddy. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just being right. real. Like I'm putting right. it out there. I didn't have to go through a str- I didn't have to live in the hood. I didn't have to, uh, eat government cheese. I didn't That's have right. to do that stuff. I didn't either. Period. Like I, I did not have to grow up that way. And so for me, sometimes I was called the black, the privileged black girl, mm-hmm. or I wasn't black enough because I, I was the only one in my class who had my own car. Yeah. I was the only person who, you know, carried around a designer bag, which wasn't even designer, but you know, back in the day, Dooney and Burke was a big thing. So I, I was rich. I had money. Right. She got money, you know? So I lived a life that was not privileged in a Caucasian perspective, but definitely privileged in the African-American perspective. I was going to say that that's where I got mine from It's not one when I was really at school because I was in uh, all white school. Well, not all white. There were black people, but it was mainly majority white. But you were the token black friend. And exactly. I was. And then when I went to church, which was an all black church, that's mainly where I got it. Oh, okay. So you think you're better Uh than us and this and the other. Oh, you speak proper. Oh, you don't like to do that. Because, you oh, you want to be skateboarding or you want to be rollerblading. And it's just like, well, yeah, those are just things that I like. It has nothing to do with me being white or black. Those are just things that I uh-huh. like, period. Uh-huh. So I completely get you on that. But I, I mean, again, it's all our perspective. But, but, but again, you know, the reason why I bring it up is because I even myself had to desensitize my own thinking and take myself down to another level within my own community. Right. To understand what other people that were just like me were experiencing because I had not experienced it for myself. So now when you hear my friends say, oh, you hood or she's ghetto or Trina crazy or she be doing, it's because I actually like immersed myself in my own culture. Not to say that, you know, the, sh- the stuff that I did was great, but I did. Right. And I experienced it for myself. Uh, for a better understanding. And um, now I can understand from all perspectives. So that's why I might, I might sometimes sound like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, you just sticking up for it. Well, I I understand the struggle, right? I have lots of friends who depend on me to get their message out because they're not being heard. And me and Carl have an outlet for those people to be heard. So I'm going to allow that to happen. Not to say that my white friends don't have a perspective that needs to be heard as well, but your perspective is being heard on a regular basis, period. Yep. So with that being said, we're going to segue on into self-care. And the one thing that I wanted to talk about today, kind of moving out of our series, because I feel like we've kind of covered everything that you can about becoming a a more transparent and 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 fulfilling you totally and being your authentic self. Um, So one thing I wanted to talk about is isolation as far as your growth, the healthy way and the unhealthy way, Mm. Um, because 
you know, I've experienced uh, a time in my life where I completely isolated myself from everyone. I wasn't talking to any of my friends. No, like barely my family. I only talked to like my mom, my dad and my brother and one of my best friends on a regular basis. And um, I did it for myself because I knew I wasn't in a good space, but there is a way to do it and it be healthy versus it being unhealthy and you totally cutting yourself off and feeling alone Yes, and not, you know, and not having anybody to reach out to. So I just wanted to kind of highlight a couple of points. Um, you know, when dealing with that, if you're in a space where you're wanting growth and you're wanting to become a better person, there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to understand that you, there are people in your life that are placed there to help build you up. And so if you say, okay, I'm going to isolate myself from everybody, you might be pushing out people who can potentially help you get to the level that you're trying to get to. That's right. So by prohibiting yourself, um, sometimes from being reachable to people can put you in a space to where you're depressed or you're lonely or you're sad and you feel like nobody, you, nobody has your mm -hmm. back and you start making, you know, when people make those statements, I don't have friends or I don't this, or I do everything by myself when you don't have to, but they don't realize that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? That it's not happening because these people have anything to do with you. It's happening because you chose to put yourself there. And when I say In that, that I mean, situation. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, when I say that again, there is no attacking. And I say that speaking from when I've done it. Yeah. Dealing with my depression. One of the ways that I would do is I would isolate myself, but I began to recognize the pattern of how it works. I feel down uh -huh. about something. I begin to think over and over and over and over and over again in my head. I get into a dark place. I, I isolate myself from everyone. So then there uh -huh. is no way for anything positive to come into me to bring me out right. of that because I've shut everyone right. out. I ignore the phone calls. I won't respond to the text messages. Or when I do respond, oh, I'm busy. I make up a lie so that people would leave yeah. me alone so I could stay in that dark place, never once actually realizing that I'm fulfilling the prophecy that I'm telling myself. Oh, nobody cares or nobody this or nobody that. Exactly. But, you're, you're creating right, that reality. Right. You create it. You're creating it. Mm -hmm. And that, and the, and the other side to that is like you were saying, you know, you're ignoring these people and you're doing all these things, but there are people who actually have your best interests at heart and who really, um, are in your life to be that positive person right. for you to be that light. Because I know like I, I depend. And when I say depend, I depend on my best friends. I depend on it, not because I like you guys are a crush for me, but I need you. Right. Like I need you. And there's not a problem with needing anyone as long as you yourself are content with who you are and you're in a good space. Well, the thing is, is people don't realize that we need we need each other. Right. Period. And we do. And we do. But when I say need, because, you know, sometimes people you, you use the statement as a, a want or a need versus a need or necessity versus a want. Right. right. And something that you actually need to maintain. And then this is just a desire of yours. But for me, I really feel like on my days, you know, I call you pretty much every day when I get off work and I talk all kind of stuff yeah. and I just be having you laughing. It's because I sit at work and I just do my job. I don't talk to anybody. Right. I don't vent. I don't do any of that because I, I choose to do that. Right. Because it is a professional setting. And I, and I, at this point, like I said, I feel like there is growth there for me. So I'd rather not get attached and be associated with, oh, that's the group that talks or that's, that's the right. group that does this or that. So, okay, I will talk to my best friends and I'm good Come with on that. Now. 
So I call Carl every day and I say all the stuff, all the funny stuff I was going to say to somebody else, I say to Carl. Right. And we just be laughing and, and, and up. giggling up and kikiing about our day. Or I'll call my friend Nico when I want some advice about, okay, so this is my life decision and I've decided I totally want to change my life all the way around and go a whole nother direction. And she goes, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Or I call my best friend, Tony, when I'm like, girl, let's talk about these relationship problems. I just want to hear about your relationship stuff. And then we're going to talk about mine and we're going to figure out like why are things happening the way they are right for the both of us. And, and that's just, that's just how my life is set up. And those people are pillars in my life because they are people that I can be told. I mean, I'm always transparent. Like, let's just be honest. But those are people who know me know my dirt right. <laughs> see my dirty draws okay and know like all right she's just being who she is and and have totally accepted me for that and the thing is is this though trina even in that there's nothing wrong with that that need is supposed to happen as human beings yeah we have mm-hmm. the need to interact with other human beings that's why um, when people are put into solitary confinement, they go crazy, crazy because we are beings that are meant to interact. So there's nothing yeah, wrong with we're that. We're having a human experience. Exactly. And, and in that experience, you're supposed to interact with other humans. What becomes unhealthy is when who you are and who you define yourself as is through Blurs. someone else. So it'd be different yeah. if you were saying. I cannot make this decision until I have talked to Nico. I cannot do this until right. I have talked to Carl. I cannot. Right. That's where it becomes unhealthy because then there is no balance there. When you completely mm-hmm. say I cannot do anything without this, then that's how Absolutely. you know it is unhealthy. That's the difference between a good need, a want, and everything else is because so many people right. justify the things that they do based on someone else. When no, like you said, your words were very clear when you said, very, I choose to do this. I chose to make this Mm -hmm. decision. What do you think? Because you're just asking Mm -hmm. to get an outside perspective so you can look at it. I just want your perspective so I can see it from an, because sometimes you can't, sometimes we get in these, and that's where this isolation comes in. We get into these modes and these moods where we're like, in decision-making process and making all of these changes in our lives and doing all of these things. And you're looking at it from one tunnel vision, one view only. That's right. One, one way in, one way out. And honestly, in most situations, there's so many different outcomes to one path that sometimes you need to hear it from somebody else because you are only thinking in the way, okay, if I do the A, B, and C, I'm going to get D. Little do you know, Carl might be telling you, yeah, but if you do A, B, and C, D, you're going to get E, F. You know what? Let me just put it to you like this. This is a great metaphor. This just popped into my head. Come on in here, somebody. Okay, praise him. If you're driving, Trina, and I'm in the passenger Mm -hmm. seat, and Nico's in the back seat, and Tony is in the other side of the back seat, you're driving, you're focused Mm -hmm. on the road ahead, so all you see is traffic coming. I can say, hey, Trina, mm-hmm. there's an exit to the right and there's no traffic over there. Nico can say, hey, if we get off at the exit that Carl's talking about and you go over to the left, then we can get there a lot faster. But because you're focused mm-hmm. on a straight ahead, because that's what you should be doing mm-hmm. as the driver, you can't see everything else because I don't have mm-hmm. the responsibility of driver sitting in the passenger seat. So I can look around and see everything. I'm not looking straight or ahead. Even, or even if Tony was to pop into that and say, but there's a carpool lane over here. Come on. Do you see what I mean, though? Huh. Oh, oh, you yeah, you yeah, yeah, you better go. You better go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. See? But for real. Write that vision, make it plain. Period. <laughs> so that's why I really, really, really um, want to talk about this isolation thing because it, there is a healthy way to do it. And I just don't want to see my people. And when I say my people, I'm talking about my breakers. I'm talking about you, y'all. I yes. don't want to see you going through things alone when you don't have to. That's right. It's okay to go through things alone. Let's be clear. Yes. I'm saying two different things. Okay. It is okay to go through things alone, but I'm saying you don't have to always go through everything alone. You got to choose. Period. So remember that there are healthy ways of isolation. Hell, oh, uh, a big healthy thing is taking a break from social media. Get it. Do it. Honey. Turn it off. I did it. I turned mine. I turned mine off. After a certain time, I am no longer on social media at night and I choose to, I'll watch some, I'll watch YouTube. I've become a crazy YouTube fanatic. I'll watch YouTube or I will look at my Netflix or I will read a book and I will go to sleep. But at a certain point in time when I'm like, okay, I'm winding down and I know I'm going to go to sleep in an hour. I turn that social media off y'all. Cause I don't want no, cause Social media can be so toxic and positive. Mm -hmm. There is positive things like let's not, you know, but it can be so toxic at times that when you, that's the last thing you've had before you go to sleep, you tend to dwell on that's right. And you don't even realize when you wake up in the morning that that's still in you. Mm -hmm. Like that negative spirit and that vibe has just transferred into you. So it's very important to do your work, to do your self work. Isolation is a, a good thing at times and to take time for yourself self-care the name of this segment because i mean it's just pertinent let me just tell you when my isolation comes in i have isolation every day twice mm -hmm. a day actually the first time mm -hmm. of isolation is the first thing i do when i wake up in the morning i don't check my emails i don't check my messages and even though they have spiked recently and there's a lot going on mm -hmm. i don't care my moment of isolation is as soon as i wake up i'm going to put in my headphones i'm going to go straight to my meditation music and i'm going to meditate that is the time yeah. where i spend no time with anyone that is by myself right. i have a moment to focus i have a moment to get centered i have a moment to reaffirm who i am and what i want to put out in the day and For then the day. after that and a minimum i cannot be okay unless i've had a minimum of 10 minutes if i'm underneath 10 minutes i'm floppy crazy all over the place because uh -huh. i haven't taken time to put into me and at the end of the night, I have a book that I read every morning and every night. Well, every morning after I finish meditating, it's called Good Morning, Good Night. I don't know the name of the author. I'm going to have to get it. But it's an amazing book. It's nice little affirmations to let you know you're not alone. And the author of the book said, I wrote this because in my time of feeling alone, these were the things I wish somebody would have said to me. So now I wrote this book oh. to say to you every morning and every oh, night before that. you go to bed. Book amazing re recommendation. So book recommendation. not only am I just educating myself and just reading these affirmations and reminding myself, but I'm also taking that time to meditate and be mindful of where it is I'm going and what it is I want to do. And at the end of the night, I do the same thing. I read my thing. I'll put on a movie that I've probably already seen so I can fall asleep to being mindful of what is in the movie so that it's not feeding my subconscious. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the times we do that because we're not mindful of the stuff that we put into ourselves. And like you said, cutting off social media at a certain time is good because it gives you that time to completely erase any negative you may have experienced from it. Yeah. Because it can Cleanse. be. It's called your cleansing. Yeah, absolutely. You can call called. it. Yep. You do it before you, you rest mm -hmm. so that you have a clear mind. 
and a clear consciousness so that when you do go into sleep, that's how you eliminate the negative dreams, the bad dreams, the bad thoughts and all of that stuff. And I mean, it happens, you know, we, there's days where you're just stressed and you don't even realize it. you go to bed and you have bad dreams and you're waking up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep and you're wondering why, like I have like a little bit of insomnia. So I wake up at a certain point every night, well, every morning, like two or three in the morning and I'm up until five and I got to be up at six to get ready for work. And that happens to me every night. And you know what I do during that time? I end up getting up and that's when I do my spiritual work. That's when I pray. Mm -hmm. That's when I meditate. That's when I grab my crystals and just meditate and do absolutely nothing. Sit in silence. My dog at that time, she sleep, she ain't barking. She ain't bothering me because she been cranky lately and I don't know what's going on with her. But she matching mama's energy because not that you've been cranky, but she, you know you've been... Well, she knows that I'm going through a shift. Right. And I am going through a shift right now and I'm realizing some things about myself. So, uh, my energy is changing, which is cool. That's right. It's still it's still um, in, uh, for the better, but it is shifting because my mind is going into a different direction my my life plan is going into a different direction and i am seeing growth in other areas of my life so i'm changing that's right ever evolving period and she changing and she's mad no she i think she's just uncomfortable so she's just trying to get used to it as well like okay this is new energy this is a new space i gotta get used to it it's just like when you first buy a puppy you bring them into the new space they're not used to it so sometimes they're aggravated sometimes they're scared she's just adjusting to it i think that's what it is honestly yeah, she's a bitch. Um, but yeah, so that is that on that. Because if we keep going, because we can keep going. And this episode will be three hours. So. Because <laughs> that's some good stuff. It is. Unpack it. Unpack it. Yeah, we just unpacking day by day. Yes. But um, yes, guys, I mean, that is it. Like, it has been a fun-filled episode. Duran, thank you for blessing thank us Thank you with so much. We're so grateful. Beautiful, beautiful presence yes. and your beautiful gift. Keep using it. Keep blessing these people with your gifts, yes. my nigga. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I gotta tell y'all one thing before we um change, but let me tell you about Duran. Okay, on one of the episodes, they go into a radio station and they have to do a perform a song live that they had to within twenty four hours create the song. Mm-hmm. This is what it's. This is what we talking about when your energy, okay, mm-hmm. speaks for itself. That boy entered that. Well, that man, excuse me, entered that room, grabbed his mic on this little stand here like this. And draped his scarf across that microphone stand and onto that table. And it changed the whole mood of the room. Come on now. Changed the whole thing because he let his presence be known. Period. And he told them who he is and what he is here to do. And, and said he was nothing. here to shut and he said nothing down and said nothing. Just did it. Because it was who he is and it organically happened. So anyway, I can be a test. That's to how that, y'all need that to, happened to that's me this how week, y'all honey. need to be. That's how y'all need to be about your stuff. Yes. You are who you are. You go in there and you drape your goodness. Your yes. Your goodness, your presence, your energy, your space with who you are. I even got that at my um job. I just want to, uh, honey, I me done, too. I was just going to tell hold you. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. I, I, I done got this at my job. I done, you know, if y'all don't know, I'm really into interior design, decorating and all of that stuff. So I've been on my job for five days. Okay. My desk is already lit. 
And I've had three people come to me like, you know what? You're just showing us all out. Your desk is gorgeous. Your message is gorgeous. Your energy is great in here. You just come in and it's just like a piece and come up to talk to me. And these are people who my boss tell me they don't talk to nobody. Huh. They go to they they come in twice a week and they sit at their desk and they don't talk to anybody. And then they're gone for the rest of the week. And all three of them have come up to me and spoken Shana. to me intentionally. It was intention set. See? And, you know, let me tell you what my my board by my desk says. My desk. I, I created this board on my desk and it says your smile can change the world. Come on now. That's all it says. Come on now. And I have beautiful green flowers. I have little green cacti, because that's plural for cactus. I have little green cacti. And guess what else I got on my desk? Crystals. Come on now. Crystals, because I'm cleansing my energy, and I'm cleansing my space. Honey, now listen here. I walk in, right? And after doing what I'm supposed to do, the person tells me, you're not here based on your resume, because that's good. That, That speaks for itself. The main reason right. why I'm in love with you is because of your energy. We need yeah. you, is what the person said mm-hmm. to me. Your resume mm-hmm. is great, but your energy, it is something about your energy. That mm-hmm. speaks volumes. That speaks louder than anything. And I have been hearing it nonstop lately. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. we tell you, be mindful of the energy that you put out, because that will open up doors. Exactly. Be mindful of how you treat people. Come on here. How you interact, the things you say, the things that happen prior before you stepping into another space. Come on now. Making sure that you've gotten rid of all uh-huh. that. Okay. Because there's plenty of you getting an argument with your significant other or whoever right before you walk into work. And everybody at work knows, okay, she's on on that today. part. I'm not going to talk to not talking to Sally today. <laughs> and we know Sally is messy because she was in the first episode of Starting Mess. She was. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes guys that is it for today what an episode what an episode it is we got to go because we've been holding y'all hostage we've been holding you but it's okay because you know why no because y'all want to be we here. love you we love you and we mean it we do we do we do we do love light and positivity always is what we always, tell you always all ways high five carl high five Okay. I got it. I can do it. I can do it. Uh-huh.